from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Now you're looking at 46 to 57 percent carryout. By the way, I do like a cold burger carryout the next day. So just <laughs> right. saying. Cold it, burger right. carryout. You know, work. that's a good recommendation. It's great. Still working on keeping them fries crispy, though, man. <laughs> no, don't worry about that. You can't control that. You know, we have a sign up that says safety is the new hospitality. And, you know, for me, you know, w- losing one customer is better than having an outbreak in my restaurant where I can't open at all. You put all of those together and you've got this perfect storm. It's on our minds 100% of the time. I wake up in the middle of the night. Try and do the right things every day, you know, on top of dealing with everyone's opinions. I've lost 20 pounds in the last two months over all of this. Yeah. I'm Sarah Fenske. If you think you've got it hard, try running a restaurant in this pandemic. Restaurateurs withstood worried patrons and government capacity limits to reopen in 2020. Then 2021 brought good news as vaccines became widely available only to see the year end in an Omicron-fueled surge. So how are restaurants doing right now, and what kind of pivots has they made as the pandemic stubbornly persists? Well, joining us today are two restaurant owners doing their best to weather the storm. Jason Sparks is the owner of Layla. That's the beloved burger and shawarma joint with locations in the city's Grove neighborhood and in Webster Groves. Jason Sparks, welcome. Oh, thank you. And we're also joined today by Kui Tran. He's part of the family that opened the acclaimed My Lee Restaurant in Brentwood. That's a Vietnamese restaurant. It's still going strong 37 years in. And more recently, he also opened the ramen joint Nudo House, which now has locations in Creve Coeur and in the Del Mar Loop. So, Kui Tran, welcome. Thanks for having me. So, I got to start with the big question here. And, Kui, I guess I'll start with you. How are you doing right now? Well, I get the the hard question first. That is the hard question. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of uh, restaurant a lot of people in the restaurant industry, we just rolling with the punches right now. Uh, right now, I don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what time. Like, I'm just working seven days a week right now, just floating between three restaurants. You personally are Me out there. Me personally, yes. And is that, you know, you're sort of standing back, managing others, or are you finding yourself, you're, you're in it doing everything? Well, I've never been the type to stand back. And my staff, uh, you know, one of my, one of my partners, Marianne, she goes, yeah, somebody said you need an assistant, and she goes, "He could never have an assistant because he still just does it himself." Yeah. So you know, I'm very hands-on. I find like you know, it's different for everybody, but for me and my organization, uh, I kind of like to lead by example, and that's kind of been the best approach to kind of keep the synergy going. And uh, we've been now it's like even more of that trying to you know find some synergy. Yeah, and doing that seven days a week, Jason. Does does that ring as as Kui is talking about how he's handling things? Does that ring true to your situation? Um, well, we uh, so we opened our Webster Groves location in uh, early 2019, and I pretty much dedicated myself to getting that place on its feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Grove has been run. Um, I have a great general manager, great managing staff there, managing crew, and uh, we we have a really we have a long term uh, crew there. Been there, a lot of these people have been there since we opened mm. um, seven eight years ago. Um, but uh, right after you know, right when we got our kind of got on our feet in Webster Groves is when the pandemic hit, and I really haven't been able to leave 
since. So that's just become your full-time focus. Right. And then I also had a deli prior to – I also had a deli, um, which I closed um, – Last uh, late last year, and was that because of everything happening with the pandemic? Yes, uh, our location was um, directly across the street from a large business park, and mm-hmm. so we lost our we lost our clientele, and it never it really never returned. They never really returned to work, and uh, we probably held on longer than we should have. We turned the deli into a uh, commissary for the other for the, all the restaurants. Trying to make that work, and it just it just it just didn't pan out. I'm sure you were you were trying to hold on, even though it didn't make sense, because you're thinking office workers are going to come back, office workers are going to yeah. come back. Kui, you're in a couple locations where I imagine you probably got a decent office crowd as well prior to all this. Has that been a hit? Yeah, it's you know like Jason said. I mean, whether it's Creve Core, My um, Lees over in Brentwood. I mean, we lost during the pandemic. We lost about forty percent of our business and that was all to lunch wow so it was kind of uh, it was very brutal um but you know you just kind of like i said you wrote the punches we were trying to do creative things i mean i call luckily you know why has been a great partner like i've literally called them and a lot of businesses and been like do you guys need catering or you know we can do individual so it's basically like cold calling <laughs> yeah on top of trying to you know, run the business so that was kind of uh that helped a lot Jason, you also made a pivot, and this was a pivot that's even bigger than cold calling WashU and, and trying to sell them on catering. The, the Webster Groves location, it really changed form. What did you decide to do there? Right. So, um, man, we just could not find workers <laughs> to work at night. Uh, to work. And so um, we decided to change our uh, kind of shift gears a little bit in Webster Groves. And we uh, switched to breakfast and lunch. I mean, that's a huge shift for anybody who knows the food it's at huge. Layla. Like and it's, that to me is a dinner place. You've now turned it into a breakfast place, right? We're, we're yeah, we uh, we've been in- introducing um, our uh, kind of our pop up concept called the bad egg, and um, and that's what runs breakfast is the bad egg, and then you know lunch and uh, lunch is. Uh, same burgers. We've still got, you know, we still got uh, a gyro and some shawarma, and then we also have um, a lot of the deli sandwiches that I brought from my my deli mm-hmm. and brought that over. And it's picking up. Um, we're definitely getting some more, getting uh, you know, getting more people in the door. But, um, but so yeah, you, I just didn't have the the staff. You made that decision just for the staffing issue. Mostly, yes. So I know you mentioned that your city location in the Grove neighborhood, you've had the same people there for mm-hmm. years on end. So this is obviously, you know how to attract good people and how to keep them. What has made this such a challenge during this pandemic? Oh, um, and that's maybe the million-dollar question, million right? Dollar Where question. do we start? Where yeah. do we begin? I mean, Kui, you've run into this as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think right now, uh, if the pandemic's taught us anything, I think people are just kind of um, trying to figure out what it is they want to do moving forward. You know, it's it's kind of like we're creatures of habit. So if you work out three days a week, and let's say you catch a cold, it takes you about a month and a half to get yourself back into the gym. And I think we've I feel so seen. Yeah. So right. And I think. I feel <laughs> And I think, uh, you know, people have been home for a year during the pandemic. And I think a lot of times they're like, well, wow, this is nice. Like I'm, you know, at home in the evenings, like Jason said, can't find people to work in the evenings where like, oh, I'm at home for the evening. I like this better. Or, you know, people are like, do I want to 
make $15 an hour and get scolded and berated by rude customers. And that's kind of like uh, the problem that we're having in the service industry is that people have decided that, you know what, it's this pandemic has made a lot of people even more mean mm -hmm. and it's just, they just don't want to deal with it. And so I think part of the shift for us is, you know, we're at a point where we still, obviously we're still in the hospitality business, but, you know, I've literally come out a few times and kicked people out and said that we don't, you know, you can't treat people like this and you're wow. not welcome here. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think part of, part of we, even though we're still in the hospitality business, I think there has to be a fine line between what's right and what's like, you just can't treat people like this no matter what. And, uh, and I think that's just kind of like what I think we've in the restaurant hospitality business have been a little bit bolder, which in times it's always the customer's right. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'll do everything and we, we still do. But I think a lot of times for us now is we're trying to find that line to say, hey, listen, that's not right. You know, mm -hmm. you can't cross that. Jason, I, I heard you assenting to what Kui was saying there. You feel that same sort of amped up rudeness coming from some. I'm sure it's not everybody, but coming from some customers. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, because there's so much um, incontinuity mm -hmm. among the the city and the county and the state and the Fed, um, it, it, it makes people very – it gives people a lot of anxiety. And you mean as far as some of the safety protocol, the, the, things the like protocols, masks? The mask, the, the mask mandate. I mean, I have a different mask I, – I, for months I've had a different mask mandate at each restaurant. I was going to say, there was a vote last night that may change that. But up until last night, there was no law saying that county customers had to wear masks. Right. And we actually um, – for like about two weeks in December, we, we, we you know, put our masks down because we were we, – we're making the, un the customers uncomfortable. The customers and, said, we don't want servers wearing masks or. Yeah, they were just, they, they just, they didn't like it. Hmm. And, uh, and, but we brought it back. You it did. was just too much. It was just too risky. Yeah. And yeah. It's interesting you say that. So this was happening in the county because uh, the city has had that mask mandate the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, do you find city customers are more, they accept the mask. This is not a, a flashpoint the way it was in the county. Yes. It's, it's definitely more acceptable. Queen, you're, you're in the Del Mar Loop. You also have two county locations. Do you find county customers have been skittish about masks, been hostile about masks? <laughs> I've found a lot of people hostile, no matter, you know, mm. what uh, city or county. But, yeah, I think with, like, the lax, you know, mandates with the mask, uh, for us, we've just kept it mm -hmm. um, because, overall, the health you know, we have a sign up that says safety is the new hospitality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, you know, what, losing one customer is better than having an outbreak in my restaurant where I can't open at all. So either, you know, you come in, either you wear your mask or you just, you can't come in. And that's just, we've been, because we have a lot of, you know, we have employees that, you know, their mom's a little bit older, immune compromised, or we have, you know, surviving cancer patients that work for us. So it's just one of those things where that, Without them, I can't serve you food. So um, we have to protect those people as best that we can. 
Do you feel like having that added teeth of the county council uh, putting forward this ruling last night saying, eh, actually, this is now the law, is that a helpful thing or does that not really change anything as, as far as your operations? You know, I don't even care anymore. I mean, I've been on so many interviews with Channel 5, you know, the news stations, like, how do you feel about this? I said, you know what? We just roll with the punches. I mean, we're, you know, before all this safety protocol, restaurants are the sa- some of the safest places you can go. I mean, I wash my hands 20 times a day. You know, we do this. We sanitize our, this. We wash this. We bleach this. So it's one of those things where, you know, for us, we've always done, try to do the right things as far as safety for the public. And so we'll continue to do so whether or not you agree with the mask mandate. And, you know, Jason and I were just talking earlier that luckily I haven't had a code in a year and a half. And, you, and, and it's because of these masks. And I'm telling you what, even if COVID goes away tomorrow, I, when I'm out in the public to keep them safe and to keep myself and my staff safe, I'm going to continue to wear my mask. And I think it's, you know, I think this is a new, uh, you know, you got to think after 9-11, the way we flew changed, right? After 08, the way we bank changed. So I think after this, the way a lot of restaurants uh, just look at it, it's, this is probably the new way moving forward, you know? And Jason, do you feel that as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that um, I think that most people um, are pretty accepting of of the masks and um, people on staff. Pe- uh, my staff, yes, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and you know, they're vaccinated. Uh, but like, uh, kind of going back to the uh, the staffing thing, if you don't mind, sure. um, I feel that. It, you know, the service industry has kind of, service industry ha- has definitely expanded because there's been so many more services introduced to the public when, when COVID happened. For instance, a lot of, a lot of uh, restaurant workers moved to um, what, Instacart mm-hmm. and DoorDash. DoorDash and, you know, doing the shopping and doing the delivering and all of that thing. So a lot of those people, they still have, they have jobs because we, you know, we're like, well, where is everybody? Yeah, you know, they haven't exited the workforce. They haven't, really, they haven't exited the workforce. They shifted, you know, and and so that's been a real big, um, it's been a real big challenge, and you know, finding finding workers, finding staff. We're talking today to two local restaurateurs. That's Jason Sparks of Layla, which has locations in Webster Groves and in the city's Grove neighborhood, as well as Quee Tran of Nudo House. Uh, two Nudo Houses, one in uh, uh, Creepcore and one in the Del Mar Loop, and then My Lee uh, Classic there in Brentwood. We do need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.
And now back to our conversation. We're talking to Jason Sparks. He's the owner of Layla, which offers burgers and shawarma in the Grove neighborhood, as well as in Webster Groves. In Webster Groves, you can also visit Layla and the Bad Egg, and you can get breakfast there and lunch there as they've sort of shifted focus during this pandemic. We're also joined by Kui Tran, who's a jack-of-all-trades at Miley and Brentwood and Nudo House and Creepcore and the Delmar Loop. Uh, he founded two of those restaurants, and his family founded Miley back 37 years ago, a classic St. Louis restaurant. You guys are dealing with so much right now. It's been almost staggering thinking about all the issues you're dealing with. And we have to add Omicron to this. As we know now, this thing just spread so fast. Restaurant staffing was already a problem. Kui, is this having a factor as you try to keep staffed up for all these other reasons that you've been dealing with? Well, one of the things is, uh, fortunately, all three restaurants, we've been fully vaccinated since April. Um, and most of my staff have already gotten their booster shots. So and has this been by mandate or people just did this? I, I pretty much mandated it. And but the, the staff was I mean, you know, if you want to work in a restaurant, you got to have your hepatitis shots anyway. So what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. You know, it's there to protect the public, you know, and so um, they were all for it. Like they were happy. Like we've literally we made an event of it. We closed the restaurant for a few days so everybody can get vaccinated. And they were very happy. And yeah, I mean, we've had a few, uh, I think. I'm not, I can't sit here and, I, you know, I'm, I wish I was fortunate enough to say none of us have gotten it. But, mm -hmm. you know, we've luckily we've had staff that have gotten it and they've been like it's very mild because they've had the vaccine. So that's just something um, that uh, that's the only way we can protect ourselves. I can't control all the other stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, that's one way I can at least control safety for my staff and the public. Jason, has that been the same for you, that, that Omicron hasn't led to severe staffing shortages at this point? Not yet. <laughs> I, I hear the caution knock in your on voice. Wood. Knock, yeah, exactly. <laughs> knock on wood. Uh, not yet. We, um, you know, we've, we, you know, we've had some. We haven't had any um, anything, any positive cases in our restaurants. So that's, that's amazing. A, I mean, you guys work in thing. such close quarters. Right. Oh, actually, we did have one. Okay. So, but one. Yes, I mean, one. that we got one. Feels a bit like a miracle. Uh, and that actually, it, it was recent, and uh, it, we decided to we decided to you know, close for a couple of days. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, the Omicron is, uh, is definitely changing the game, I think right now for us, because, um, a lot of people are, uh, afraid to go back out to eat again. Mm -hmm. And I've already started seeing a dip and uh, in, in, in revenue. Did and you see that even before the New Year? It felt like health officials were saying maybe in that week leading up to New Year's Eve, don't go out for New Year's Eve, stay home. Did you start to feel it right away? Yes. Okay. Kui, was that the same for you? Yeah, and I, I think a lot of times, so, you know, during the pandemic, we've made a huge shift to carry out. Um, you know, back then, I mean, on my busiest, let's, let's say for my lease, for example, right? Let's say that our busiest takeout day was Sunday. And... On its busiest, it's like maybe 20 or 22% of the entire, you know, ring at the register. Now, normally, you know, I'm glad we made the pivot, but now you're looking at 46 to 57% carryout. Mm -hmm. That high. It's that high. And I think, I think it's, like I said, you know, you talk about the way uh, things have changed, you know, like we talked about 9-11, we talked about the way we bank. But I mean, now, even if this thing goes away tomorrow, I think people now are just used to the liking to eat at home. 
It is such a nice, lazy thing that maybe we weren't fully aware of before. Can you make it work as well if, say, that is a permanent shift within the restaurant industry? Does your bottom line still pencil out? You know, it's very difficult because every restaurant is different. You know, every type of food is different. Um, You know, certain things carry out better than other things. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I can't speak for everyone. Uh, I hope that other restaurants don't get hurt as much by this because it's a it's a I mean I feel for everybody in this industry it's you know with what I've been through and you know I know that people have been through worse I mean I'm still here fortunately but a lot of people aren't and that's heartbreaking. Jason I find myself thinking about you as Quee says that you know I feel like a, a curry can reheat so well at home I don't always feel that way about a burger have, have you been able to sort of maximize that carry out business? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've done a we do a lot of carry out now. Um, you know, it, it went from being you know ten percent of our of our revenue to literally a hundred percent at one point, and then you know now it's 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 fifty fifty, and um, you know there but there's costs involved there. There's costs involved in the in the in the in all of the paper products. There's costs involved in the delivery services. Mm-hmm. They take their cut. So I mean, there is a there's a lot more behind the scenes that people really don't see, that um, that we deal with every single day. When you talk about the delivery services taking a cut, is there a substantive difference for you between somebody who calls in a takeout order and picks it up themselves versus somebody who's using one of these national services like DoorDash? Yes, they take they they on average take about twenty percent. So that's a they that really affects your bottom bottom line right there. Yeah. When you net ten percent and they take twenty, I mean, you know, yeah. How do you? How can you even do that? You know, I like I said, we encourage people to call in, but I also encourage my you know fellow colleagues to negotiate the cost. You with can these actually with, national you can companies. negotiate the cost with these national companies, take it or leave it, and so they will work with you because that's their business too, and the shift has changed. And so you know, you like Jason said, there's lots of costs, and so sometimes you have to. Right, right now, we have no choice but to raise prices because we want to take care of our staff and we have to, we have to stay open. We don't stay open. You know, we, all these people, all these employees, they depend on us to do the right thing. And so it's not just us that go under. It's, you know, 60 families that we're, you know, uh, and that's a that's a heavy burden to carry into work every day. So those prices going up, I think of St. Louis as maybe a more cost-conscious city than, you know, when I was living in L.A., people thought, oh, you want to go to an expensive restaurant. That's how you show that you're a big deal. People don't necessarily feel that way in St. Louis. Jason, are you worried that th- this necessity of having to raise prices then becomes a problem with, you know, a certain percentage of customer? Oh, definitely. It's it's definitely um, it's definitely an issue, um, because if you look at it like in the last two years, there's anything that bad when you're as a restaurant owner or even in the restaurant business as a manager or whatever, you know of certain things that can certain things that are gonna that that can hurt your business, and for us, it has all happened all at once. All of it. You lost revenue. You lost staffing. You had to raise your you had your your cost of labor went up, your cost of goods sold up way up, and then supply supply chain management. There's yeah. you know, you may order it, but you may not get it. So all of those all of those factors you put all of those together and you've got this perfect storm that has affected so many restaurants. Period. 
And then at the same time, I hear people sort of sitting back in their armchairs saying, well, these restaurants should just close. Omicron is spreading. They need to do the responsible thing. Why don't they just take a month off? Jason? <laughs> I wish. I mean, <laughs> that would be great. Um, you would enjoy that month off. I'd, yeah, I'll, I'll take that month. Um, as, long as, as long as somebody's going to pay my rent, you know, pay the bills. Um, that's just not it, – it's not in the cards for most of us. You know, the the maybe the bigger guys can do that, but honestly, if if people want to if people want to go out and eat at their local private restaurant in six months, three months, next year, something needs to be done. The restaurants need the restaurants need saved again, because there are uh, there's just not there's just not enough to go around. The feds came in with a paycheck protection program. I may be getting my acronym wrong, but that was a long time ago. Um, has there been any relief for all these things that restaurants are, are dealing with since that initial round? I see there's, you guys shaking your heads. There's the you know we had we had two rounds of the of the triple P, and um, I know Queen and I both have just said that we, we we put it all out into labor. Every single bit of that money that we got, luckily forgivable. To keep went, paying people. Yeah, went to labor, went to payroll. Um, what I did when we first, when 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 COVID first came about, I um, uh, I changed the entire setup. I changed the entire way we we the whole structure of how we pay, and we brought all the front of the house employees that are normally tipped employees that get fifty percent of minimum wage. I brought them all up to full minimum wage. Hmm. Okay, by doing that, we were able to pull the tips, and therefore we were able to give a cut to the kitchen staff as well. And the kitchen staff then took a three to four dollar an hour pay raise. Mm-hmm. So, what that did is that forced ev- it forces everyone to work more as a team. Yeah, and it it, it has worked out really really well for us. It's just that we need we still need the revenue. Yeah, you the, know? The, the overall pie needs to be bigger. The overall pie needs to be bigger, and there's too many places that are just not going to make it. Kui, you've been in the restaurant industry your entire life. For a very long time. Yeah. Do you share those concerns that a lot of restaurants just can't deal with the conditions the way they are? No, of course. I mean, you know, you got to think when you're to go, like, let's just say, I mean, you're right. We deal with so many different things. But if your to-go business jumps, you know, three, four hundred percent, literally overnight, those costs, you know, like Jason was talking about, I mean, these plastics, these paper products, I mean, it's ridiculous right now how high that is. And, you know, just like everything, I mean, it, it's so difficult right now. Like, I'll tell you something right now that people don't know. Garlic at one point was $9 a pound. That's more than brisket. <laughs> I mean, Garlic? Garlic was $9 was a pound. Was this a supply chain thing? You know, it's it's everything. Yeah. And so it's it's just like, you know, we're dealing with so much it's killing our bottom line every day right now. And we're just trying to maneuver and trying to figure out how we can pay the staff, how we can maintain with, you know, how, how can I, you know, buy Christmas gifts, you know what I mean? For the staff. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything right now. And so we're just trying to navigate it. And, you know, we're, like I said, I, you know, I like to, tell people all the time i said i think i'm like a cockroach i'm kind of hard to kill but i was very close to getting killed you know wow and uh and you've got some of the more successful restaurants i'm thinking of the people that don't have the cachet that that your restaurants have correct and that's what people don't know you know you go from being positive and trying to figure everything out to having three panic attacks you know which you've never never had in my 44 year old life and so it's just one of those things where you know, we're we're trying to navigate. We're trying to do the right things every day. You know, on top of dealing with everyone's opinions, 
Um, you know, it's just we, like I said, safety is a new hospitality. Every day, you know, Jason, me, a lot of my colleagues, we're just trying every day to keep everyone safe, to try to keep it. I mean, we're like, we are literally the jack of all trades right now. I've, I've never felt so much of a burden, you know, on my shoulders right now, just trying to take care of everything and everyone and the community. Well, so look, listening to this is, is breaking my heart in some ways because I love both of your restaurants. That's one of the reasons you were on my mind of, of people I wanted to talk to today. I mean, these are important restaurants and good restaurants and, and restaurants our families depend on. What can we do as people who love these restaurants? What is, is there anything that we can do to help? What, what, what do you want from us, those who appreciate your meals and your service? Jason, any thoughts? Oh, well... Patience would be is number one. Patience with our staff, patience with each other, um, understanding that you may not get this, you may not get that dish exactly how you want it, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that there that nobody else is seeing, that affects these things. In addition, um, there's the res- there's there is money to help restaurants, but it's being held up. This is money I, on the federal level. Yes, I encourage people to contact their congressman, ask to ask for it, ask for the restaurant revitalization fund to be refunded, to for more money to be put into this, and uh, open the triple the 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 paycheck protection program back up. This isn't over. Obviously, it's not over. I, I drew, on my way here on a you know on a uh, in the middle of the day, the highway was dead. Mm-hmm. People are working from home. The, the parking lot in Webster Groves uh, at my restaurant in Webster is empty because everyone's gone back working from home. So this isn't over. And, you know, we're talking about people's livelihoods, not just mine, not just Quee's, but every, all these people that work for me. I had, I had, I had over 60, employee, uh, 60 staff members before COVID. I'm, I'm 50% of that now. But and that's still 30 people. They rely that's still 30 on people that. that. That's still 30 people. I've lost 20 pounds in the last two months over all this. Yeah. So, I mean, we if, if anybody thinks that people aren't worrying about it, you know, Queen and I are the ones that are, we're worrying the most. And uh, it's on our minds 100% of the time. I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, you know, just panic. What am I going to do tomorrow? How's it going to work out tomorrow? So there's a lot going on. There's a lot that people do not see, that they, they, they just, and, yeah. Quee, Jason said that so eloquently. Um, I'd love for you to, to share your thoughts on that same question. You know, it's a tough question because, you know, Jason's right. You know, you need to contact your congressman to help reopen this restaurant revitalization fund. You know, other restaurant assistance is key. Um, you know, because we, we're the industry that never gets bailed out. We're the industry that never gets help. But this is the first time that we've ever seen that they've actually attempted where we employ 20% of the country, <laughs> if not more, you know. And so it's just one of those things where that's something that needs to happen. And it's hard for me because I, I never like to ask people to do more because the people that, you know, I've been very fortunate and the community has come together that, People that can, they have done, you know, their part. And so what I, and, you know, to add on to what Jason says is call your congressman, tell them to fund these projects. And, you know, for all the people, you know, go, go support your local business and patience is key. 
because a lot of times it's hard. And, you know, we and a lot of times I've had people say, hey, you know, I've waited 40 minutes for this. And, and you know, we've done we've said, listen, you know, I apologize about that. You know, let me give you something. You know, let me uh, let me help you with something. And for the most part, people have been pretty much understanding and they they don't want anything from us because they know how hard it is. But, you know, it's just be patient. You know, we're trying our best every day. And if there is a problem, you know, just let us know and we will work something out with you instead of, you know, coming in and screaming at us and telling what type of low lives we are. <laughs> You know, you know, just come, just, just you know, show love to your local businesses, all of them. I think that is the perfect note to end on. Um, show love to your local businesses. Kui Tran, thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. for having us. Kui is the owner of Nudo House, which has two locations, uh, Crevecore and the Del Mar Loop, as well as My Lee in Brentwood. And Jason Sparks, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the, giving us the voice. And Jason is the owner of Layla, which has locations in the Grove and in Webster Groves. That's Layla and the Bad Egg. By the way, the I do like a cold burger to carry out the next day. So just <laughs> right. saying. Cold it, burger right. carry out. You know, that's a good recommendation. It's great. Still working on keeping them fries crispy, though, man. <laughs> no, don't worry about that. You can't control that. But and the falafel cold, fries, they, they yeah. work. There you go. Right, don't worry about the cold fries. I eat those, too. So <laughs> This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.